Hallelujah to all the saints and welcome to the ministry of Zion Baptist Church. We pray that the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ will enlighten, encourage, and edify your heart, mind, and soul. Be blessed, Pastor Durham. I want to encourage us to know that this is the day the Lord has made. So the Psalm 122 says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Psalm 100 tells us, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him, sing it with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord God is good. He has made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each generation. And so I again want to welcome you to Zion Baptist Church. We invite you to worship with us today. You may follow along with our sermon through the different apps before you, the Bible you version, Zion's website. Join us on Facebook and enjoy Zion's library's messages there. You can also sign up for our email blast while you're online to stay connected uh, through email and join us on Facebook. Like us and follow us. Another way for us to stay communicating and connected to one another. Uh, download the app and there will be notifications sent out also as well for us to stay connected and continue to communicate to each other during this time. Zion has a Facebook page, a group page, uh, Zion's um, Group 2020. Please join into that to stay connected with our messages and, and with our sermons. We're going to get into the word, um, so we're going to take another moment of time. Let us pray. Lord, we seek your face today to know you and to see you. Please, Lord, bless us in our space with your presence as we worship you. May we feel close to you in this moment of worship. May your spirit guide us and keep us, we pray. Amen. As we in our text, we are dealing with let God turn you around and we're dealing with changing, dealing with turning, dealing with repentance. And we want to talk about how we can allow God to change us and turn us through his power. And so for this, we want to look in Matthew, the 20th chapter, uh, verses uh, 17 uh, to 19 and and going to pick up the following verses on Wednesday night uh, for our time of Bible study meditation and moment. The message we're going to talk about is turning suffering into glory. So uh, what we want to talk about is that how Jesus knows suffering is temporary and glory is forever. I want to encourage you from this message that your suffering, your trial, your pain or whatever you want to label your category is only temporary. As the song says, troubles don't last always. And so I want to encourage you to wait for your, your, your time to come, your season to come, knowing that this is not the end. I would like to say that it's just a season. And think about what a season is. A season has a beginning and an end. Seasons are periods of the year marked by different weather conditions. Uh, our life cycles through different periods, and we weather different parts of our lives. Did you follow along the word play on there that seasons involves weather and we weather through different parts of our life? You know what it means to weather 
the storm, it means you safely made it through. I, I got a few amens right there that you understand I can weather through the storm. I can safely make it through because we got a God that is good and he's able to see us through these hard times in our lives. Knowing troubles don't last always. And so it means that we can trust him. So Jesus is going to teach us in this lesson today that no matter what we face, we too, through Christ, can see we can endure and turn towards him and see how he can turn it around for us. So in our text, Matthew 20, chapter, verses 17 to 19, Jesus is still on his journey to Jerusalem to become the perfect sacrifice for the redemption of the world. The text says, as Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the 12 disciples aside privately and told them what was going to happen to him. Listen, he said, we're going up to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. They will sentence him to die. Then they will hand him over to the Romans to be mocked, flogged with a whip and crucified, but on the third day he will be raised from the dead jesus knows his season is changing he is trying to educate the 12 that change is coming jesus knows that his season is coming to an end and he's about to face a season of pain betrayal and death different seasons impact us in different ways some get pain in the body when the season change. Some have allergies that impact them as seasons change. Emotions and physical health are impacted by seasons. Yet seasons come and go. And Jesus shows us the attitude of determination we should have to face the trial that is ahead of, ahead of us. Let me be clear that Jesus is choosing to take this journey for our sake. He is willing to suffer for us so that we might know healing through him. Now, I say this because in our life, most of the time, we don't choose to suffer if we don't have to. We put off surgery until we finally think we need to have it done. We wait to work out and lose weight until it becomes mandatory for our health. We wait to renew our driver's license because of the inconvenience of long lines. But in all seriousness, we know that we like to avoid suffering or thing that's going to take away enjoyment in our lives. We'll take the less painful avenue every opportunity that we get. Yet here, Jesus is facing our sin, our shame, for our salvation. Think about that again. Jesus is purposely choosing to face our sin, our shame, for our Salvation. I'm so glad we serve an unselfish God, hallelujah, that's willing to go through pain that we might know glory. So here's Jesus' suffering that he's willing to go through and, and, and for us. He says, listen, he said, we're going up to Jerusalem. Give them direction. We're on this path to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be betrayed. He will be betrayed. See, Jesus' season is changing towards a suffering season, and he's willing to face, and know what he's willing to face, that he's telling them that this is going to come in such a hard time, he's going to be betrayed. Anybody there been betrayed before? 
Think about what the word betrayed means. It basically means that you had someone that did a treacherous act or broke your trust and turned you in. And in order for you to be betrayed, someone had to be close first. And so notice again who he's speaking to. He says he took the twelve, the ones he chose, his disciples, and tells them he's going to be betrayed. He says the Son of Man is going to be betrayed. The Son of Man is another terminology that Jesus has identified himself. They understood this text also to mean the Son of Man, to mean the Messiah. They understood that's what it meant, the Messiah. So here it is, Jesus letting them know that he is the Son of Man, telling them what's going to happen to him, that he's going to be betrayed. This is treacherous, a deceptive action to betray one's trust. Notice again, the text tells us Jesus is speaking directly to the twelve. This scene is tense as like a tense movie scene of suspense. You can sense the music shift when they come into this meeting, ominous music being played to let you know that something is changing in this scenario. And I want to let you know that when he met with the twelve, I'm not going to name any names, um, but his initials are Judas Iscariot uh, is the one that was going to betray him. Uh, but yet in that time that they were all in that together, I mean, this music playing, saying, like, who's going to be the one to betray him? And all the whole time, it was Judas. It's scary, but I'm not trying to say no names, but those are his initials. Yet Jesus is telling them this and still loves them and is willing to die for them, still knowing he will be betrayed. But also notice this. Judas is not only one that kind of betrayed his trust. Uh, Peter denied him. The others fled him. And so he was not only dealing with just one, but all of them to abandon him at the time they come and get him. But we're not there yet. So this betrayal will turn Jesus over to his enemies. Notice he mentioned the priests and the religious teachers. Uh, These are Jewish people, but yet they don't get along with him. And a friend close to him is going to turn him over to them. Now think about that for a moment. About what does it mean to be turned over by your friend to your enemies, who your enemy then will turn you over to those who don't like you, the Gentiles. Uh, New Living Translation says the Romans, because we understand it was the Roman government that's the only one that can give the sentences. But yet, Jesus let them know that I'm going to be betrayed. Seasons come and seasons go. There's times we're suffering right now. There's times that we're in pain. There's times people have broken our trust. There's times people have let us down. There's times that people are out to get us. But yet we can say to ourselves, this too shall pass. I might have to go through some pain. I might have to go through some suffering. But yet the story goes how you, you see my glory, but you don't know my story. Jesus is bringing out his story that he's letting them know I'm going to go to glory, but I got to go through this pain and this suffering first. He knows every step close to Jerusalem is a, only a step closer to the cross. May I interject that he understands that seasons are indefinite. That means that they have no specific beginning and ending. It can happen at any time. This is to say that the length of the season is not determined and is unknown. Jesus knows the length of this season, that it's coming at a short period, but the next season is coming. So here it is that He's going to be turned over to the Romans. And look what he says what's going to happen once he gets in the hand of the Gentiles. He says he will be mocked, flogged, 
with a whip and crucified. But on the third day, he will be raised from the dead. We're going to get to that, but let's still first that first part. Jesus will suffer being mocked, flogged with a whip, and crucified. I want to highlight to us that sometimes when we get betrayed, sometimes when we're suffering, we're going through these seasons, they deal with us not only physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Sometimes that when we don't get enough sun, our bodies don't act right. Sometimes when it's raining outside, you feel sleepy. Some of us know when the seasons are changing because we get aches and bones in our bones and in our body. But yet, I want to understand this, that we know that seasons will impact us, but they don't stay always. And so we have to look into this and understand that seasons are going to come, but I can endure the pain that's coming my direction. I can endure the trials that are coming my Jesus understands I'm about to go through these things, but yet I can endure it. So how do you reflect on your suffering for Christ's sake? Let us take some time to reflect on his upcoming suffering. Jesus faces after being betrayed and condemned by his own people. He is turned over to Gentiles to be mocked, whipped and crucified. The Gentiles are who we know to be the Romans, who are legally the one agents that could give capital punishment, which is crucifixion. The Jews could not kill him, but forced the hand of the Roman leadership to do so. This fact is that the Romans later emphasized by the crucifixion. And so glory comes in three days. But first, let me point out that Jesus is being treated as a second class citizen. He is flogged. And no Roman citizens will suffer such an abuse. Crucifixion is the worst way to die. And again, no Roman citizen would ever be dealt that kind of punishment less for treason. Therefore, they were no longer recognized as a citizen. And so glory comes in three days. But on the third day, he will be raised from the dead, turning suffering into glory. I want to encourage you right now that we are in a time of pain. We're in a time of suffering. But the season is changing. We might go from death to life. The season is changing. If Jesus can show us how he can turn it around, it's time for us to realize we too can turn it around. But I'm not here to tell you I can see the end of when it's going to happen. But I do know seasons will pass. And so the season that we're in right now, we can weather through. We can turn the suffering into glory and make it a testimony about how God has seen us through the hard times and the bad times. So let me encourage you, as Paul says that 2 Timothy 2 and 12, if we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. But I want to talk about the first. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. And so we got to go through some pain in order to know the reign. And I want to encourage you right now, no matter what you're going through, trust in him, believe in him, and know this. You can turn your suffering into glory. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to following with you next week.